Welcome to the Golf Social Podcast, where I, Toby Lodi, and Michael Tilcock share the stories of people who love golf so that we can inspire more people to play the game that we love, for better or worse. Please give us a follow on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Golf Social TV. We hope you enjoy. Very special episode with my most Scottish of friends, Mr. Mark Hamill. Uh, has joined me to prepare for what is a very exciting weekend next weekend for me. I'm escaping London and the coronation and all that bollocks to go to Scotland and play the old course. So I've rung up my my best Scottish friend to help me prepare for what is going to be a monumentous occasion for me in my golfing career. Before we jump into that and before I get you through par breakers, Mr. Hamill, how are you and how was Brora? Oh, great, thank you. And it was excellent. Um... Four rounds of golf and uh, seven, oh, sorry, the wrong way around. Seven rounds of golf in four days. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, just um, excellent as always. We managed um, two rounds at Brora on the Friday, uh, round at Brora and around at Donut on the Saturday, and then two more rounds at Brora on the Sunday. And it's actually our first ever medal because we joined Brora this year oh, after lovely. just being visitors the last three years, and then we. Um, Finished off with a round at Capital Stewart. Very so, nice. How did you How did you go in the middle? Uh, not well. <laughs> <laughs> after After two days of really quite uh, amazing conditions on the Sunday, the weather was biblical. Oh really? Um, I think in total there was nine people did the medal. Um, <laughs> Pro asked us if we were really sure if we wanted to go out. Um, I mean, to give you a bit of an idea, I think it was on the fourth or fifth hole. I hit an absolutely lace. He would from about 150 yards. He got onto the green. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it was that, it was that culture shock after, you know, a couple of months of playing golf in central London, part of the courses in London. Big time. Right. Let's, um, I will bother you a bit more about Broad later on anyway, but let's, let's rattle through some par breakers so our, our fans can understand. Who Mark Hamill is when it comes to golf? These are quick fire, <laughs> off the cuff questions, right? So okay. don't think don't think about it for too long. Some of them are also quite factual. So here we go. What is your handicap? Four point one. What clubs are you a member of? Muswell Hill Golf Club in London and Dora Golf Club up in the Highlands. Very good. What is your lowest ever score for eighteen holes? Hmm. Numerically, are uh, 69. Huh. What is your favourite post-round tipple? Oh, thank you, ah. What golf course do you dream of playing? Oh, would it really, really textbook and boring to say Augusta National? It's fine. Good, it's a good answer. Who is in your perfect four ball? Oh... Again, I'm going to be really obvious. I'd say my three brothers. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to uh, say. That's quite, quite, you know, smarmy. Um, that's adorable. Yeah, get the heart, tugging the heartstrings. That's great. Um, and final one: if you could introduce a rule into the game of golf, what would it be? Uh, I would go for. I mean, I'm going to again really boring. Maybe just go with the uh, reduced ball. Reduced ball. Oh, you're a fan of. Okay, I'm you're a fan a... of that one. So, are you? Okay. I, I, I'm, so... I'm, I'm, let me think of that one because I'm sure I've got much better ones, but that one would be uh, just because it's quite topical. 
that's good because you would you would not get on with my co-host who is very much not a fan of ah. the rollback. So love that, love that. I love a, a fellow supporter of it. So look, let us talk Scotland golf, and to kind of help us go through that, I'll give you a little rundown of of what I'm doing. So I'm going up on I'm going up next Thursday. I'm going to try and sneak in a cheeky round at somewhere called Babbitton, which is like next to next to the airport, but it's basically it's part of the 1893 club that Muswell Hill. Oh, okay, cool. of, and the other guys aren't getting until like massively late so i thought fuck it i'll get get straight down there warm up and then we play luffness which is an old right. tom morris designed place yeah no i've never heard of it until this golf trip you ever heard of it ever played it come across it no not played it uh, i've uh, driven through it on the way to gullen and i know of its reputation so it's, it's i think it remains one of the kind of muirfield adjacent Birthday golf clubs, so you'll get. Um, I'm sure you get a good lunch and uh, a nice, a couple of glasses of Kimmel. And uh, well, it's very, very much long socks and oh uh, yeah, jacket, jacket and tie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which um, I, I had no idea. That's the vibe we were going for. So anyway, oh, a couple of experience. That one's not, it's not something you want to do uh, on a weekly basis, but as a one-off, it's good fun. So a couple of couple of rounds there, and then the following day we're playing Gullen Two before nice. we before we separate and go up to St. Andrews. So thoughts, I've, I've really never played anywhere on, they're obviously all in the same kind of area, right? All around Muirfield, all on Gullen Hill. So what's, you've played Gullen too. Any kind of takes, where does it rank for you? What do I need to expect uh, from Gullen too? So I think, I mean, that area is just, there's just so much to golf. And I think the first time I went to Gullen, um, the experience as you drive along, you drive past, so many golf courses I passed um Bigger Law, Stokes Fendi, and then you drive and you just kind of come round the corner and you start driving through single road takes you past Loch Ness, drive past Gullen two on the left, you Gullen three, which I've never played but looks a bit like a potato field on the right. And then you've got Gullen one. Then if you kept along that road, you've got Muirfield another you know, half a mile down the road. Keep going along, you've got Archerfield uh, and uh, the two close to Archerfield and the Renaissance. Wow. And yeah, so it's just there's just an absolute golf maker. Um so it's a brilliant place. It's you know it's just a brilliant place to base yourself for a golf trip. Gullen to itself is, is just a really solid golf course. I mean I wouldn't I didn't walk off of it thinking oh, wow, this is one of the best courses I've played in Scotland. Mm. But it has lots it has quite a bit of character. The first couple of holes you play the second and the third, you play up, kind of up a hill, uh-huh. and then when you go over that hill, it kind of takes you into the kind of the, the main part of the golf course. I remember, I think it's the fourth really long part four downhill, really hard. Then you just have lots of really good holes, and then uh, and then just at the end of the round, it kind of takes you back down the hill, which is quite fun as well. So the last couple of holes, um, there's a there's a you know chance if you've got a score, they're, they're relatively kind of. They're not too difficult. You can either get get your score in the in the house, or you you end um, with a, you know a, a birdie or two. Or in my case, you you drive the green and then you three putt and you <laughs> and you and you make a nice standard par. Yeah, exactly. It's a, a Mark Hamill par. Yeah, big yeah. time. Okay, good. All right, that's got me even. That's got me kind of excited about Gullen too, because I just I had zero expectations about what it might what it might be like and i the idea that it's on this kind of hill to almost to and from the sea that's quite exciting 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I've not I've not played Golden One, um, but I, I think it's a similar style. So you kind of just play up the yeah. hill and then towards the end you play back down. Lovely. Okay, good. All right, that's got me kind of that's got me kind of jazzed about that. And then obviously we're gonna have a nice big piss up in Edinburgh on the on the Friday on the Saturday, which will then ruin us for the first part of our little St Andrews trip, which is the new course on the Sunday. Now like you and I have been up there and we did, I can't remember what year it was now. It might've been 20, was it 2013? Uh, yeah, I think I was, th- I'm trying to remember. I think it's, th- it's 12, 13 or 14. <laughs> yeah. One of those. So one of, somewhere back in, so it's got, it's yeah. got to be coming close to 10 years. And we did the, all you can golf three day ticket with yeah. everything, but the old course. And, and I was really struggling apart from the opening hole to remember anything about the news course because I think we just crammed in, we crammed in New Jubilee, uh, the one I can never pronounce, and That's Castle t- twice. I think yeah. that was what we did. So, yeah, I think we did the New twice, Jubilee once, the Sassiron once, and the Castle twice. Yeah. And obviously, you're not a massive fan of the Castle. No, no. But... <laughs> <laughs> but so oh, that's a, maybe that's a rule. Rip up their greens and replace them. Yeah, so that's a yeah. rule. But yeah, but but on the so with the new course, I, I think it was totally lost on me because it doesn't have the kind of heft and the literally the length of the jubilee. And also, we had that was the only time that whole weekend we had biblical weather. Um, the rest of the time, it was just remember it was sunny. We came back as if we were sunburned. But I, but what what is it? about the new course that I should really care about? Like what's what's interesting when you think of the new course? Yeah, so, I mean, like, this, like you said, the last time I played the full new course, which is twice that we played on, on our trip, yeah, almost 10 years ago, um, I have actually had a couple of experiences. So I played it um, last summer, just in the week after the Open. So in the week immediately following the Open, Obviously, they open up the courses again, but because the year has been covered by lots of, I guess, tents and TV infrastructure, um, they just have to have a concrete course, which is a concrete course of the Jubilee and the new. Um, as it turns out, it's only the 9th, 10th, and 11th, I think, that are on the new, that are part mm. from the new, that are part of the concrete. But they're actually, they are probably three of the most, certainly the 9th, three of the most spectacular holes that are on the course. Um, and then I played another uh, the year prior. I only played five holes. That's, that's part of the story of how I got into the holes as well. Um, so yeah, my, my memory of it isn't as maybe as fresh as the old. Um, I think the thing about the new is it's, it's a kind of, a, it is a great um, addition to playing the new, I think, because I think the condition is similar. Um, it's the kind of same route and vibe. Out and back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think generally it's a little bit more maybe toned down. So the fairways aren't quite as um, rumpled and, 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 and difficult, like difficult. Greens are all are, are kind of a little bit flatter, not quite as big. And you're on yeah. the bunkers are kind of, there's not many of them and they're not quite as cavernous and, and, and as scorecard reckoning as they can be on the old. But I, I think it's a way of kind of doing a trip. Um, it's I guess a you know it's a, it's a brilliant um, companion. Um, brilliant warm up. The conditioning, yeah, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm just, some people say that it's a big film, but it wasn't. It's kind of the little brother to the, the old course. It, and it was placed less in the place that someone in the course of England, it would, it would have a much higher ranking. Um, yeah. And then I think as well, the, the, the kind of the thing to all hear about it is, you know, it's the local favourite rather than the old, because it's less busy, easier to put on. And it is actually, you know, to say, easy to put on um, and you get around a lot faster and it's cheaper as well. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I'm, we, we, I'll put a pin in that comment about the speed of play for, for when we talk about the old course. But I think it's um, I think what you've described now rings true with my my memory of it, which was the greens certainly were like there was. I, I think I remember one green being devastating, which is a par three slope back to front into you, and I remember putting off the front of that green. But it was the the rest of it didn't feel quite as like I suppose monumental, like the castle course in comparison. Although I don't think any of us particularly liked it, it had like massive rough and big kind of views of the bay and had all that stuff going for it and then the new was just kind of like yeah cool someone's laid down some golf holes which i think yeah, is also I mean, supposed to be part of his charm right yeah i guess that's the thing it's only new in, in very relative terms compared to the old so i think the new was built in the late 1800s late 1980s or the 1890s so yeah. yeah it's not new so it's, it's not something like the castle which is a it's more manufactured and it isn't really on ideal golf land whereas the new is you know just yeah like I said, it, it feels a lot more natural um i think the one thing that maybe and again this is i've been a bit of reading um and this is going around the open so i've just reading about all the courses is that i think a lot of people have said that they feel like they've taken a lot of the gorse out on, on the new mm. that was one of the things mm. that used to kind of um differentiate it that it was a lot tighter and a lot more oh, difficult um compared to yeah. the, the old the, the kind of the, the idea is that we took a lot of the golf out to make it more tourist friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I did notice when we played it last, it didn't feel quite as penal as it was when, when we played. I, I, rem- I remember on the new losing, losing more balls than I did uh, yeah, anywhere else. <laughs> I feel like I remember the, other, the only other memory I think I have of the it could have been the new or the Jubilee, but I'm going to assume it was the new, was uh, some American tourists, I think, playing the old. And shouted, or were talking about their golf game in the middle of your backswing. Oh. You were fucking livid. <laughs> I've got to find something to blame for my bad form. So. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's All funny right. the way the new is. It's kind of in between the old and the jubilee. So again, I've got a friend that said, you know, if you if you play the new and if your driving's not not that great, you you get to play shots on the old, the new, and the jubilee <laughs> on the course of a couple of holes. So. Perfect. I'll keep that tip in mind. I'll start aiming for the for the old course to start to feel feel how the fairways work over there. So um, let's let's talk about the old course because uh, I'm really excited to talk about that. So so talk me through. I suppose how many times you've played it, how many times you've managed to creep on and play the odd hole. Uh, tell me your experience of the old course. Yeah. So I think the first time I ever actually, well, I just said played it technically was I think we did we not when we were playing we managed to sneak on and hit a couple of shots out seventeen. Correct, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I, I can't remember if we finished out the whole or, or got too nervous that we were going to be chucked off at any point and, and what No no we finished it. I th- I remember okay. ca- I remember carding a seven because I we all piped it like it, along the correct line. Of course we did. And of course, of course we did. Yeah, yeah. And then the, I think we the I think we then all fucked up the second shots and I ended up over the back of the hole 
Yeah. And then on past the road against the wall, and then a, a very helpful woman as she was walking past was like, "Oh, you should play that like Miguel played it and just ricochet off the wall." <laughs> I was like, "Thanks for the direction." Did that, fucked it, and anyway, walked off with the seven. But yes, sorry, carry yeah. on. Uh, so that was the first time. Um, the next time I played it again, it wasn't a full round. Um, quite interesting. I used to go up to well for a long time with my family when I was younger. Would go up around Christmas time to the St Andrews area. I never played any golf, and it was only I think it was twenty nineteen again. So we were up in Fife for the around St Andrews actually for Christmas. Someone mentioned to me that oh yeah on Christmas Day. Again, I don't know if this is a real or a kind of an unwritten tradition, unwritten rule. Maybe I'm doxing myself here, but you can you can kind of just go and play the old course just on, on Christmas Day. They don't really so you actually do notice you see bus bus loads of people coming in to play. Now I think they're probably one of the courses affiliated to, to the old course, right? There's clubs affiliated. Yeah. But anyway, we heard this show in December. I think it was 2019, which is a really really frosty morning. Uh, we got our clubs and we didn't manage, we only managed to play, I think it was about 15, 10 to 18, but it was just an amazing, an amazing experience. Uh, I think we got the base box in the morning, played nice. those holes, so that really wet the appetite and then I played it uh, officially for the first time uh, last, it was the start of last March um, and I played nice. it on both times, we were going up there again for a family, family event and I just got just put in for the ballot um, for both oh, days. Nice. So the ballot is, you know, if you don't have a if you don't have a ticket, um, a, a, a key time already pre-booked, um, or you're not doing it through a tour company, the ballot I think it opens up. Um, it's a couple of days before the date that you want to play. You just put your name down, give them the details, mm. um, how many of you want to play. And then about two days prior, you get information that says you get an email that says whether you've got a key time or not. And I think because we were going up so early in March, obviously not a lot of tourists, it was still, it was still kind of in post-COVID kind of um, oh, slowdown yeah. Yeah, yeah. at the start, start of last year. So we got on and played, and it was, yeah, it was played on the Friday morning and then on the Saturday as well. So it was a bit of Saturday, so, so it was a late for a couple hours. So do you remember what you hit off the first tee first time around? Uh, oh yeah, um, I remember that shot. Obviously, the first tee is just it's just great, you know, because it's it's um, it's just when you when you, you go down and you play and you put the the, the top house behind you, it's just a, it's just a really excellent experience. Um, I think that's one of the things that people always say is, oh, you need to play the old course a couple of times in order to really enjoy it or to really understand it, it and enjoy yeah. it but I, I think that's maybe that is true but also the first time you play it it's it's brilliant because it's got all the history you've watched all the opens um so when you got onto the first team you're thinking of all that and then obviously that's what was going through my head as i stood there <laughs> wide the stairway in goal and hit a big whitey feed into the barn <laughs> which was just an excellent start <laughs> Because uh, uh, how? Because I think that always gets a bit lost, certainly on tele on television coverage and the fact that pros are playing it. But the burn, where? How far down does the burn start? Because it's so it depends. So if you hit a, a kind of a a thirty five yard slice, it starts actually quite 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 far down. Quite early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's where I put it the first time. 
Uh, but then, yeah, it's kind of almost like kind of a U bend. So yeah. it kind of comes along. It kind of, there's a U, the, the inverted U, where the first green is, and then it comes all the way down on your right hand side. So maybe starts about. 180, 200 yards on your right hand okay. side from the first tee, but you have to hit a pretty poor shot to get there. <laughs> that, so, what does that did that mean? You had to go up and drop by the bird? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. because again, because it was March, it, the, the water was absolutely rushing, so I just had to drop an extra ball, uh, <laughs> and then I think I managed to make a really, a really great four. Uh, no, I was a great six. Sorry. Yeah, I was, I was going to say six from there. Wow. Um... Okay, that's awesome. So what you see, so you hit a big driver, and he did the same thing on. Well, you obviously did. No, no, no. On so the first, I think the first day, I think I hit maybe a five or a four iron. Oh, okay. And then okay. the next day, I absolutely on the Saturday, I, I laced one and was bound pretty far. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I probably still managed to make a five or a six from there. <laughs> <laughs> because so so, what do you think it? In terms of obviously that's the highlight. That end of the golf course is is the highlight, right? So seventeen, eighteen, and the first in particular are the major highlights. Like what what do you remember, or what did you enjoy about then heading all the way out into the major part of the golf course? What what highlights were out there? Yeah, um, well, yeah, I, I think there's lots of old. Yeah, I think there's quite a lot of holes that I feel. Probably the standout for me would be I think the, the second shot on two mm-hmm. is a great one because it's the far it's quite I mean the first green's really flat so once if you kind of get over the nervousness of playing on such a famous hole because you're really only hitting a bit of wedge in a wedge or less into really flat green but then the second that's the one as well if you contemplate it the second time you kind of think oh okay this is what Andrews is all about again. I think I when we played it in March, um, I, I wouldn't say I'm the firing the long hitter, but from, depending on the teams you play off of and whether there's weather, if you, if you get a cam day, even the kind of the average, let's say you have mm. two fifty, you, you can not, I would say overpower it, but you, you can. It's not a particularly long course. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, definitely from the tee boxes we play from, it won't be. Yeah, and, and and again, this might change. You know, you're going to later in the year. But when I played, the what the rough wasn't the fairways are quite wide, and the rough wasn't particularly you know, so you kind of feel off the tee. Um, you know, not get away with everything, but you certainly will generally will find your ball. You know, they always say that Ponsa Andrew left his best, right? Lose it. So that yeah. second's a great example of well, if you go left. This is the problem you've got. So I think the first time I've played it, you know, I again I was in my head left is best, and you go the left, and you kind it kind of bisects with the seventeenth fairway coming down the other way. Mm. As you realise you get up to your ball and you see there's just this huge big mound in front of the second. It's part of the green, but it's part part in front of the second green, and you've yeah, got yeah. a little bunker to your left. And from that angle out the left hand side, you think, oh, I've got a wedge here, but I don't think I can keep this on the green. Whereas if you kind of really take the risk on and if you go on to the right, so the slightly riskier tee shot, again, it's not an easy shot, but it's a, yeah. it, 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 it's a, it's a more straightforward shot. So that's it. I think that's a great hole just because it kind of gets you into the idea that, okay, the challenge here is not necessarily the distance. It's not really, the challenge not necessarily off the tee, it's, it's approaching the greens and mm. like around the greens as well. Because I, again, normally when I go to links, of course, the first couple of days, I just can't get used to the speed 
of the green stuff. <laughs> and I've, uh, I, so I've, I've also heard the greens are, are definitely more subtle and properly bring wind, if there's decent wind, properly bring wind into play on putts and chips, which is completely novel for yeah, any kind of I, golf I, we yeah, play. Yeah, really again, it depends how, how much the wind is... The wind is um, it's all, I, I think the thing with the greens and standards is that they are, I think, but seven, seven, seven double greens. So the only the only holes that don't have that have just single greens, the first, the eighteenth, the seventeenth, and the ninth. Every other hole shares the sheer green. So mm-hmm. that's that's one of the ones that you can look at your Garmin stats or your, whatever you're using after a round and say, oh god, I had twelve greens, <laughs> but I had forty five putts. It's because I've actually been on the green and been near the hole or two entirely different things. So you can get yeah. on the green, but you're you know fifty feet away, and it's it's. Very rarely it's a straightforward, you know, flat part. You've normally got, you know, the borrows or, 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 or very kind of, you know, frontal um, greens or lots of, you know, borrows. Yeah, yeah. And did you, uh, did you have a, a caddy on either of the rounds that you did or did you just go no, freewheeling? No, no, we just freewheeled it. Was that just because you didn't fancy it or were you like... That, yeah, oh, exactly. I'll, 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 I'll play into your, your horrible, your horrible stereotypes, probably. It's... Hey, you you said it. I, I wasn't <laughs> saying anything. Um, no, no, it wasn't. Just wasn't something we we thought about. Um, okay. Well, and and you got a second day to play it, so I suppose yeah, you exactly, had. Exactly. Did was there any was there anything you learned actually or re- even remembered from that first round that you were like, holy shit, when I get out here tomorrow, I'm not I'm not doing any of that. Like I'm not gonna take on a particular drive, take on a particular second shot, like anything. You picked I think there's things. Yeah, there's things you learned. Um, so like you're asking if you're looking for the holes when you go out. I, mm. I think first part five holes that stand out for me apart from the the kind of the obviously the, the big ones that you mentioned. First part five, I think it's the fifth. It's a really fun hole, and that's you know it's more because it's a second shot. It looks quite. Um, it's again, it's not. It's I think it's a three normal. You can drive, you can go for in two, but then you realise just control the green. There's a huge, huge dip, maybe about from the first yards out. And that's one again where it's probably the second time I played it, I said to myself, oh, you should probably just kind of lay it back and have an easy wedge. I mean, obviously I didn't. Obviously I still went for the green. Um, and it, it was the first one I think you got on and you thought, oh, yeah, you're on the green, but just actually the green is, that, that green is just massive. So yeah. um, it's probably one of your, your best playing back. And then the other hole that I always remember from the front nine, it stood out as a seventh. Okay. It's one when you saw the pros playing it, they were just um it's one of the that was one of the holes where you thought, Oh yeah, these guys are too long for the old course. So they just took they were just able to just go hard and just take out all the problems, all the danger out. But there's a mm-hmm. bumper on seven. So seven is bisected by the eleventh, which is another which is famous part three. But seven has this massive big bunker that's kind of sitting in the middle of the fairway. It's called I think the, the shell bunker. And it's one where again, if you second time you played it, so I, again I not really thinking just bash the driver, got lucky and actually I, I rolled up just kind of close to the green. But when you actually got up over it, it's because it's a bit of a blind tee shot. So yeah. Second time you think actually, again probably the clever play if you just hit a five iron, hit it further left, avoid that entirely because if you go in it, you're, you know, you're dead. dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, rather than. Rather than you know, take on the risk of, of it, it's a bumper. Yeah, yeah. And 
and so the what the thing I've always found from watching the old course and even um, even kind of going round it when we were there, like I I don't ever remember any of the par threes. That I just they just don't stick in my head at all. It's always the par fours and some of the par fives. Like is it? Is there something in that? Are the par threes just a bit kind of? Uh, there's not as many as right. would be in normal courses. That's the main thing. Yeah, I think that's one thing. First par three, I remember. I think first par three is eight. And yeah, it's 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 one of the more non-descript holes probably on the course. Um, especially I think that one. I think from the, the not from the back tees. It's a mid iron, you know, mid. And it, it, it's just again the probably the, the main defensive where the tenth yeah. yeah. But it, it's it, yeah, it's not a hole that certainly stands out. I think the eleventh is the second part three, and it's it's a, it's a really excellent hole. Um, it's you know it's it's one of the kind of the, the holes they have the really cliched um saying you know it's the hardest part five in golf, or is it the shortest? <laughs> sorry, the shortest part Choice five. Part in golf. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, it is really difficult. Um, it's quite you know it's a famous hole. It's got the the green kind of slopes up in front to back. Um, it's quite intimidating from where you are because it's quite it looks like a very narrow entry point uh, to go yeah, to the flag. Yeah. It's 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 quite a memorable part three, and it's it's one of the few holes actually at, at the old course where you actually have a kind of a good view of the tee. Because I guess that's one of the things the old course that you don't. It's not really along the tee. Um, like you might think a lot of the kind of traditional links are so eleven is one of the holes where you hit and then you just got the, the kind of especially the part sitting behind it. Um yeah. if you can actually yeah, yeah. see. Um, yeah, I feel like you get actually end up getting the better views from from either the Jubilee or or the one that I can never pronounce the Strathclyde, the other one. Like you get some cracking yeah. views from over there. Uh okay. Any other any other kind of major Great shots that you've hit at the old course. Any of the ones that really stand out in your memory? I know you love to tell a story about your old shots. Oh, oh, so many, so many. <laughs> uh, no, um, oh god. Uh, I think no. I think I remember playing sixteen really, really well. So sixteen is one because it, it's a whole again. It's one where you look at the course guide and it tells you, you know, I think it's got some quote from Jack Nicklaus. Only, only, only idiots and amateurs. Try and play down the right. Yeah. Well, I, I played down the right, and then, <laughs> and then I had a little wedge in, and and I made a birdie. So I think that was the first birdie I got on the course. So that obviously um, stands out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think obviously playing playing the shots on seventeen stands yeah. out. Never, I've never played seventeen particularly well. Generally, you kind of taken the, the coward way out and, and just went a little bit left on the on the drive over the over the shed. Yeah, yeah. And again bit of a coward way out and just avoided the bunker as much as possible. Uh on the second shot. Um but then eighteen eighteen was one where I had two very different experiences. First day pretty the first day I played pretty kind of pretty boring standard. Hit a drive down. I can't remember exactly what I hit on for the second shot. But I was on the green too. I then made a pretty standard three putt for for the bogey. <laughs> uh, so just you know, classic. That's classic, how the whole yeah. was designed to be played. Yeah. And but then the second, the second time we played, we had, just we, we got out a little bit later um, in the evening. So by the time we got to eighteen, it's getting a little bit dark. And the, the cool thing about eighteen, obviously, is you have all the the, the, the houses and the, the, the 
down to kind of line the AC to the right. Um, and then obviously we've got cars, people park their cars up there. Um, and then we've made one of the hotels where Sachs has made huge, with a huge, with a huge redevelopment. So now it's got a kind of a, a balcony bar that overlooks. Um, and oh, wow. And okay. Um, so the second time we played, I, um, again, not a great drive, just to about maybe where the path is, the bicycle, so that hole. And then there was a whole load of guys, probably pretty drunk. Just kind of shut shouting stuff, stuff down at me, and as we've already pointed out, I don't like it when people are shouting at me. Uh, and I hit for my second shot the most majestic shank, uh, <laughs> which went. And as I just saw, I thought, Oh god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash into the a car here. But actually, bounced on the road, hit off of the St Andrew's shop, uh, one of the St Andrew's like uh, merchandise shops. And somehow bounced back on, just or inbound, just maybe about thirty yards before the green. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, and I managed then to chip it up and make a pass. So that was that was a pretty memorable shot. Probably not for the right reasons, but um, that is such a good par. Did they yeah. did they applaud and uh, with your par? No, or did they just give up on you, but yeah. I think they given up. There was, there was some people who were just standing watching. So uh, yeah, so, that uh, is uh, that. And that's the cool thing as well, is, you know, when you have a group of people watching you at the green, um, yeah. it's just fun. Right? It's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. And if you do something good, they, they, uh, they give you a nice little round of applause. Lovely. And uh, that deserves, that would have deserved a round of applause. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaking it into this and out shop is excellent. Um, I want to talk to you about merchandise in a minute because I know we enjoy a little, a little purchase when we're on golf courses. But before I do that, what two two questions? So let's do this one first. What do you think I should be aiming to score around the old course? Uh, I think the key thing is the weather. Depends on the weather. Okay. Um, if it's like a flat cam day, what's your handicap now? Six point eight. So I reckon I'll get seven or eight or something around it. I think if it's not, the weather's not particularly bad. I, I think it maybe right. Try and break eighty. I think try and break eighty. Yeah, so that'd be more likely. Over par. Yeah, but I, yeah, aim, aim from that. But then you know, I, I wouldn't expect if I should have a horrible day. Like the weather's not if the weather's not bad. Like yeah, you, I think I think shooting around handicap or just maybe a little bit worse is, is fair enough. So I know I'm trying to think when we played. I did play brilliant, but I think I shot five over par. But my two brothers played. One of them shot seventy four, the other shot seventy five. So it's like oh, wow. pretty, pretty good golf. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just—I think that's just—I mean, that's thanks courses in general. But I think the old course, especially, if the weather's not, if it's the wind's not up and it's quite nice weather, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely you can, um, just got to have a good putt as well, forward. as per. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then. Uh, other question is then how long do you think it's going to take me on a bank holiday Monday? How long do you think it's going to take me to get round? Uh, it depends. I think it really depends on um, I guess who you've got playing with you. And I imagine it's going to be four balls all day though, right? Mostly, yeah. Yeah, I mean you will have members. So when we played oh, we okay. had, and they loved. It. You know, I think sometimes if you're playing fast, is as important as that. That's more important than four. <laughs> You know, it's not, it's yeah, not big, yeah, when you get out, speed like, of finishing, yeah. Yeah, when they get into the RNA clubhouse, they don't ask what did you shoot. It's, you know, how long does it take you to get round? 
um, so because we, we when we played the second time, we had like an old guy, you know, short, like like white socks. It, it was a force to march, by the way. Um, yeah. and, and we had been delayed five or four hours because of the socks. So, um, and he was he was racing around, so we, we felt a bit of pressure there. Um, but yeah, if you're playing kind of the middle of the day. I imagine it'll be quite slow, and, and there's, there's, it's not just because. I mean, there's lots of reasons for that. I think obviously people want to take photos. Yeah. Like I said, there's there's, there's certain double greens, so there are some holes where there's some holes where the greens are so big it doesn't matter. There's some holes where you kind of do have to be conscious of the fact that someone else might be cutting out. Um. So I think that does slow it down. Um, yeah. And then, Good. But yeah, I, I would hope. I, I suppose maybe five hours. Yeah, so that's right. what I mean. It's, it's, it's a little be, bit slower than you would normally, you know, playing a football yeah. at your own course, but ideally not, 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 too not well. six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought not. Uh, okay, so on to, on to merch, and then we'll do a little bit about St Andrews Town itself and stuff that I've got to do in St Andrews if I'm going here for the first time proper. What is the bit of merch that I actually need to buy from St Andrews? Uh, I mean, I am really boring. Um, I just get I get a a ball marker from everywhere. Mm. It's just simple. Um, it won't, but it won't job. replace my it won't replace my Macrohanish bird one, which is just like my favourite. So I'm kind of yeah, like... no, but you don't actually use them. I've just got them all stored somewhere um, <laughs> with the aim at someday of uh, you know getting them all mounted and, and finding a space in the house. Oh, okay. okay. So that's 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 the that's the easy answer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just get a toy. Get a. You don't. You don't think I should be getting any St Andrews tartan or like Travis Matthews has done like a has done like a collab with some, with the old course and some of the patterns are fucking horrific. I mean, if you've got two hundred quid that you want to part on a t shirt because it looks a bit of a mug, then go at it. <laughs> You're perfect. Yeah. Just don't stand next to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they, they actually now they've got the because you can get stuff in the, if you go and this is actually relevant. So if you go into the new clubhouse, which is actually when you finish the new, they've got quite, it's quite curious, they've got St Andrew's Links merchandise. And then mm-hmm. if you go to the the famous the the, the, the the new merchandise store on next to the 18th screen, the one that I hit my ball off of, mm-hmm. uh, it's got more it's got a kind of a combination of just St Andrew's Links, which is just obviously all the courses, and you can also just get old course specific merchandise. Mm-hmm. Actually the thing that I bought there that I has been a great purchase because I just got a sports card holder. That's what I want. It says the old course. That's so that's like, what I'm gonna get. It's quite wasn't wasn't overly expensive and actually end up using it all the time. So yeah, I think that's I think that's the game changer because I, I can't keep handing in these scruffy like wet eaten cards that I keep yeah. doing my golf course because it's or just, just not or losing, or losing them halfway yeah. around. Yeah, exactly. Just going, oh shit, it's just falling out on 15. Um, okay, that's good. And then, uh, actually, I've got some more questions for you. You've got me on a roll now. What, because I remember of some great uh, midday lunches, what is the best, between two rounds, what is the best lunch that one can have at the uh, at the new course clubhouse? It's <laughs> uh, actually really good for food. It's pretty good, not not too expensive. Um, I don't know if they do it, but the, the kind of the famous thing at the about an is the a plate of mince, just mince, like mince and a poached egg. 
which oh, is that's yeah. a game changer. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I've not had it there. I've had it other. It's, I think it's. I think it's a very Scottish thing. Yeah. Um, I think you remember we had when one of our Scottish golf trips, and I, I still sometimes think about it. I roll with mint, and it, it doesn't sound good, but honestly, it's it's one of the nicest things I've ever had. Oh, enough, we were, that was fantastic. That we were having fantastic. a conversation uh, with me and some of my friends that were on a golf chat, and we were saying, you know, what would you, um, what would you serve if you won the Masters at your Masters dinner? <laughs> and I said, I'm not sure exactly what I would serve, but I know I'd get the the Urban Golf Club to to cater it for me because <laughs> they were the guys that did the the uh, <laughs> the mint roll and the you know the classic macaroni cheese and chips and. It is it is a crying shame that there aren't enough top end Scottish golfers at the moment because the idea that the Masters dinner could have a starter of Roland mints and yeah. a main of mac and cheese and chips. Yeah, listen, I'm sure that go down really well with the game jackets. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so that was the answer I thought you were going to give, and that is exactly what I'm going to have: is mac, mac and cheese and chips. Because and chips, yeah, yeah. Nothing sweet. Oh, I mean, actually, ideally, we'll give you a bit of garlic bread. So, triple yeah. carb, triple carb. You'll heal up for the second round. That's it. Absolutely. Um, the Himalayas. Yeah. Let's have a quick chat. Have you ever played them? I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should is it? I mean, it's four quid. I think I looked up the price. Of it. Yeah, it's is good it, fun. Just if you got yeah. a couple hours to knock I I played it when I went with my uh, girlfriend up to the Andrew just for holiday. It's good fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Just nice. takes an hour or two. Um, I actually <clears> think depending <throat> on when you go, you, you actually need to book a tea time. Uh, you do, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. because this is we we've basically got a morning tea time for the new coming up from Edinburgh. And then we've got a 2 p.m. tea time for the old on the Monday. So we're going to have a whole morning in St. Andrews. So because it's a bank holiday Monday, I'm going to have to book it on the, like, the fucking Thursday. Like guest bookings are three days in advance or some crap. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's other things it. you can do. You could have, I mean, the, 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 if you want to just play a bit of golf, you could walk onto the ball goal. Or probably you could walk onto the Strat Iron without, without having to get a tea time. So they're just part of the, you know, some of the courses that are... Yeah. That are um, Attached to as part of the, the kind of the wider old course, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrews, Andrews kind of rotor courses. Um, the ball golf is essentially kind of you know, it's just yeah, really really flat, really simple. But it's if you want to get quick nine holes as opposed to standing hit balls at the range, it's pretty good fun. That's that's a bad, that's a good idea. Get yeah, into the vibe yeah. of it. But yeah, the Himalayas is good. Um, course, my, it's it's a, it's a ladies only club. Yeah. Um, I asked that my, my my brother said he wants it removed from the, the open rules of consideration because of its archaic uh, sex sexist membership rules. Um, so that's maybe something you can mention to them when you're there. Oh yeah, they'll they'll definitely listen to some fucking <laughs> hipster looking London geezer to give them suggestions <laughs> on D and I. Yeah, um, when is a, when are straight white men going to get a break? Yeah. Will they? <laughs> Um, anything else that I need to do or anyone who's going up to St. Andrews needs to do in St. Andrews? Uh, St. Andrews town itself is, is great. Um, it has, it's changed a lot. Uh, and like, I don't think I've been going there for, for more than well, 25 years. So it's changed a lot um, in terms of, it's always, it's become more upmarket, I guess. Um, but the kind of the actual structure of the town is, it, just the way the town is, it's, it's perfect because essentially it's all centred around three streets. It's, uh, you've got North Street, Market Street, and South Street. 
can just spend your all your time there basically so it's got you know lots of restaurants lots of pubs um in terms of other things to do i mean you can take a little walk go and see the Sandra, the, the, the what is it is it cathedral or castle that's the other end of town yeah yeah that's a nice enough walk um uh, but yeah but but i i would just say like just go for a you know go get a coffee go for a walk um obviously the university's there so there's lots of really nice um university buildings you can just kind of take a wander around Beautiful. but i'd maybe just concentrate on the the drinks in the restaurants really i think that's i think it's it's jiggering it's the the dumb vegan it's a lot of it's what's yeah. frustrating was what's sort of funny is because we're only there for the one night that saturday night it's do you go and get hammered because you know you've got you've got the old course the next day at 2 p.m or do you just try and keep it together because who wants to be hung over playing the old course yeah no i'd, I'd say keep it together i mean i would i would say i think the, my favorite golf pub is the jigger in so that's the one mm. that's kind of attached to the old course hotel so it's right next to the 17th obviously the chat the problem with that is that it's a little bit of a walk you know finish 18 and you walk down to the jigger in yeah, yeah. Um, some vegan, a bit touristy for me. I'd say go in and have one pint, but that okay. leaves that to the, to the Americans. To um, the Americans, okay. There's another one actually close to the, the old 18th called Pam's Hame. Quite a good pub to go for. Okay. Uh, and then just if you're in the centre, it's probably my favourite pub in the centre, it's called The Keys. It's kind of more, it's about maybe as traditional, but it's kind of got the most local. It's got an amazing selection of whiskies as well. It's it's on I think it's on Market Street. Um that's a pretty good pub to go in. I do. And then if you are if you are a I might be holding my age here, but if you are staying late, I'm fairly sure it's called Aquins. But Aquins is like one of the late night <laughs> the late night spots. It's got kind of an upstairs and I think downstairs. It always feels a little bit illicit, you're not sure whether they should still be open or not, but they generally are. So that's maybe a good place to take the late night. The late night Very day. nice. Very good. Well, that has got me G'd up for St. Andrews. So I'm super excited. Any other spicy or or relatively unspicy takes on St. Andrews? Uh, the only other thing I'm going to say, and I think this is something that to look out for, so it's one of my favourite things, is the if you get your course guide, which I'm sure you will, one to look for is just one of my favourite features of St. Andrews is, but again, this is maybe I guess a thing of being such an old course. Is that everything's got really funny names, or it's got names, so that every bunker has its own individual name. So I was actually just flipping through the course guide today, and I was just about the, the kind of the example of this is the fifteenth, it's a par five, and it says on the it says on the course guide, you know, your ideal landing spot is the you know the wide fairway, Elysian Fields, and then you look through, and the bunkers on that hole are called uh, it's the Beasties, the uh, Bente. Seven Sisters, uh, there's the Kitchen Bunker, the Hell Bunker, which is famous, the the Grave, and then there's one, there's a couple by the, the, the Green called Ginger Beer. It's like, you have all these amazing names, and then actually you go on to the next hole, and then it's kind of, as it's as it's uh, named uh, on the course guide again, it tells you where to aim, it says, you know, aim for the, aim for the church fire, which uh, which bisects the two, sum, the two humps on either side of the fairway. Which are known as Mrs. Granger's bosoms. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, the whole way through the course guide, it's kind of, you know, all these ridiculous names that they give um, the various bunkers and, and, and landmarks, which are 
I can't believe humps even have names like that's yeah. just yeah, that's yeah, dedication. Yeah. That's a man, the man who is is uh, obviously world famous for his craft. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm definitely getting that. I'm definitely getting a scorecard holder from the merch shop. And I, if you see me in some Travis Matthew horrific camo gear with the old course written on it, you'll know I parted with some stupid money. Exactly. I've been had. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time on this football Wednesday evening. I don't want to keep you too much longer from the big game. Um, I look forward to no, doing no, another one of these. I look forward to doing another one of these when we talk about Barora in depth in advance of our five-day open later in the year, which would be a real treat. But uh, Mark, thank you very much, mate. Oh, thanks for having me.